Welcome to the DermVet Podcast. I'm Dr. Ashley Bourgeois, a board-certified veterinary dermatologist practicing in Portland, Oregon with animal dermatology clinics. I'm also a mom of two, just trying to find the balance like everyone else. Let's learn to ditch the itch, cytology, everything, and make derm more fun than frustrating. I've been practicing dermatology for over 12 years now, and besides starting to feel a little old, um, I wanted to go over some things I wish I knew sooner um, now that I've been in my veterinary career for over a decade and specifically doing derm for over a decade. So when I talk to younger veterinarians who are maybe interested in dermatology or general practice and they know they're going to see a lot of dermatology what are the things that I really wish they could understand that it took me maybe a little bit longer to understand or I just appreciate more now? First off, the power of community in veterinary medicine. Let's start out a little hokey. I mean, obviously, I started the Derm Vet podcast because I love community. I love teaching. I love helping. And clearly, with our son's journey over this last year and a half, I've really come to appreciate the power of community. But it's not just about the community within the veterinary field, community with our clients, just the pet population and pet owner community in general. It's so important when we're seeing dermatology cases that we are making clients a part of the team and pet their pets management. And they really are a part of the team. I can prescribe 10 different things. If they go home and can only do two, like it's not going to help that pet to have it written down on a piece of paper that they should do it. I'm always asking owners what is possible at home financially, physically, their mental bandwidth. You know, sometimes things are just hard and we need to reevaluate things in the future. Like when I talk about diet trials. Does Just because they say no to doing a diet trial that second doesn't mean we couldn't do it in three months when life calms down. But we just want to make sure that we're really working with owners and that we're developing a plan for them. I recently had an owner who was in tears, you know, in the exam room. And the pet was having recurrent yeast otitis, suspected maybe food allergic dog. On paper, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal emotionally. But this owner really cares about her pet. Things have not been able to be controlled, which is why she's starting to see us. It's just a more difficult case. Um, And she's just upset because she feels like she's doing everything she's supposed to be doing. She's trying to go to the, the appointment. She's trying to do everything. But she also has young children at home and she's trying to navigate a lot at once. And I told her, listen, allergies are hard. You are doing a great job. I have young kids at home. I know what it's like to juggle all this stuff. So we have to look at every individual client, you know, as a person who could be going through a lot and really undertaking a lot. So definitely understanding the power of community. It's really easy for us to start looking at a situation and say, well, you know, why can't they do this? Why are they so upset? It's just an allergic dog. But there's so much that goes into chronic disease management and feeling helpless if things are not going right. Second thing, I wish that I could really get younger veterinarians or just starting in your career or resetting, whatever, to understand sooner. Dermatology is all about management, not perfection. And that is just the reality. And it is super important for us to get clients to recognize that, you know, if they do great for a year and then have a flare up, no problem, we'll get through it. 
but we are not in the business of curing animals, making everything perfect. We are still limited in the tools we have. So if we give up on every medication because the pet gets a flare, say they go on Apoquil, they do great for a long period of time, but then they get an ear infection. Oh, it's not working anymore. Then we go to Cytopoy. Oh, it's not working anymore. Then we go to Cyclosporin. Oh, it's not working anymore. Immunotherapy. Oh, it's not working anymore. We will run out of tools. So it's all about looking overall is this case managed? Are there less infections? Are the infections less severe? Um, instead of being a paw chewer year round, are we only a paw chewer once or twice a year? These are all really important things for us to recognize. It's not often even in my cases that are well controlled. Does my exam finding say normal, right? It may be mild erythema at the interdigital spaces, moderate cerminous debris in the ear canal. Like it's not often that they have no lesions or no symptoms at all, but are they overall better? Are they overall managed? Are they overall controlled? That is ultimately what we're looking for in the utilization of our therapies to manage these cases. Not only do we have to understand that as clinicians, but we have to really take the time to explain that to owners from the get-go so that we have appropriately set up their expectations so that we have made it so they know what to look forward to and we can try to control some of the frustration they're going to experience and we can try to make it so they understand the process and don't give up on therapies or give up on us as one's trying to help them manage their pet's disease process. Next thing, third thing, this one is not going to surprise you at all. And hopefully you already understand this, but cytology is your undervalued best friend. Cytology is everything. Cytology, everything. I say that because it is the starting point for most things we do in dermatology. It's a little bit red. It's itchy. It just looks abnormal. Cytology, cytology, cytology. It is amazing what you will pick up. I am probably preaching to the choir a bit with this, but we want to look not only what types of infection there are, for example, the case where the owner was really upset, just kind of kept getting the same ear medication, cultured the ear, came back kind of lackluster. I do cytology. It hadn't been done before. It's just a bunch, it's a bunch of yeast. And so I'm confident we're going to make this pet feel better quickly but I was able to talk to the owner about what we're actually seeing and what we need to guide our treatment. So doing cytology of the ears and skin obviously is going to give us a lot of information about infection, but it also can help us see what type of inflammation is there. You know, is it a cat that has a bunch of eosinophils on a lesion that makes us feel more confident? It's an eosinophilic granuloma. Do we see weird cells? We've talked about how lymphoma, cutaneous lymphoma, you can see sometimes atypical cells under the microscope with just a cytology. So even if you can't recognize atypical neoplastic cells, can you at least say that's weird? So I'm going to refer or biopsy. You know, recently in the clinic, we had a case of dermatophyte that had kind of been treated with a bunch of allergy medications. And then turns out that there was dermatophyte spores. And again, even if you couldn't recognize, hey, those are dermatophyte spores, to be able to say something's not fitting right here, this is not just an allergic pet, really can help us manage these cases a lot. Next thing I wish I knew sooner, allergy management can fluctuate and change. So Go back to the case that for the most part does very well on, say, Apoquil 
or cyclosporin, whatever medication is controlling that pet. And then they, a hard summer comes up. They get a really swollen ear canal. They get really bad interdigital fruncles. And we just need to pause and do a little steroid to kind of keep things under control. Again, that doesn't mean we necessarily have to abandon ship. If that pet was doing well overall, I have a lot of pets, specifically some of my problematic Frenchies, where we have a set plan, but we know once or twice a year, we're probably going to have to go on steroids, maybe just a month to get through a bad ear, um, a bad interdigital fruncle, and that's okay. But we set up that management. We look for patterns but we can adjust. I think of allergies as a big game of chess. I'm making the move I need to make in that particular situation. That doesn't necessarily mean because I had to make a certain move in March that we just completely have to shift our plan the rest of the year. Sometimes we just have to get through those little blips. We look for the infections, we manage them. If we need to utilize something else, we do that. But again, we really take the time to really look at that case and say, what needs to happen now? Are we doing fine up until this point? Can we go back to that plan? Or do we really need to adjust our long-term management for this particular case? The next thing that I wish um, I'd known sooner, take the time to understand an owner's expectation. I'm especially learning that as I practice more and more. If you know me or listen to the podcast, clearly I'm a talker. I don't have an issue really talking to most people. I can talk a lot, but I really have learned to take the time to understand an owner's expectation to know either one, how depth of a conversation we need to have, because sometimes I get excited. I start talking about things and I see the deer in the headlights look and I realize, whoop, I have gone too far. Um, Maybe they really want to get in the trenches talking about everything. You know, maybe I, that owner's expectation is they're not interested in allergy testing at all. It is a waste of my time to talk to them about it. They just want to get through this infection right now, or they just want to stop the itching and then maybe we'll reevaluate in a, in a, at a future date. So really just saying like, what are your goals for your pet? What is going to make you feel happy? You know, for some, especially if they're like long, I want a long-term plan. I want the best therapy. I want to try to utilize something that's not just tra- traditional pharmaceuticals. Let's talk about allergy testing all day long. But if that is not ultimately their goal and their goal is we're short on finances, we just want our pet to be comfortable. If their goal is they were doing fine, I just want to get through this area, this time of infection, then that's going to change how I'm going to talk to them, what we're going to spend our time and finance is really diving into. And that is different for every single case. And you will be surprised the cases that present for one type of expectation when maybe you thought it was going to be totally different. Going back to, you know, our the basics of not judging a book by its cover, just asking like, what are your goals here? Maybe what is your goal today versus long-term? Maybe we reevaluate in the future, but just asking, what are your goals here? The last thing, and you've heard me say this a lot, but it's one of my favorite things, and I still try to practice with this. I try to really live by this throughout my life. Be on offense, not defense. So again, when they come in and they're frustrated or you know, someone's a few minutes late for something, again, boundaries are so important. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries for sure. But being on offense and not defense, going back to how would we want to be treated, you know, for an owner who comes in crying because their pet is really itchy and uncomfortable. 
Um, that doesn't mean we want to say, well, it's just allergies. They could have, you know, they could have lymphoma. They could have this. It's like allergies are really frustrating. I hear you. Like what's going to help us in this situation? Is it to make your pet stop itching? Great. Let's focus on this for now. Is it because you keep having to go on pharmaceuticals? Well, let's talk about allergy testing. You know, it's doing the diet trial. You can't do it now, but you think in two months you could do it because you have visitors in the house. Okay, cool. No problem. There's no guilt. There's no judgment. Let's make a plan that makes sense for you. So that those are the things I find that can be just really helpful. And it makes it just more, um, you know, dare I say, either like fun or fulfilling to have that mindset. Because then when you are in these situations with these clients, you can really work through it with them rather than kind of living all worked up within ourselves, right? We have so much stuff within our lives and veterinary medicine that can make us worked up anyway. Just trying to give that owner the benefit of the doubt or realizing that these things are frustrating, they are expensive, um, life is crazy. It just makes for a better time in the clinic, really fulfilling, you know, this sense of help we have as veterinarians. So to recap the things that I just want to really kind of think about Um, as we're starting in our journey as veterinarians, first off the power of community in veterinary medicine, whether that is finding your own community within our field, or just thinking about the inclusion of the pet owner, pet parent for your treatment plan and making them aware. I always tell owners, you're the eyes at home. Like if things change at home, we're not doing well. I have to know about it because I only see them for a short amount of time in the clinic. Number two, management, not perfection with chronic dermatologic disease. Not only understanding that, because right, a lot of us are perfectionists as veterinarians, not only understanding that for ourselves, but making sure the clients understand that. Three, if you follow the podcast, you already know this, but cytology is your undervalued best friend in dermatology, really making sure that we're using cytology, getting comfortable with it. Four, allergy management can change play that game of chess. It's okay if we need to make adjustments, but overall things are going well before, you know, we can always go back to the plan and just get through that particular flare. Next, take time to understand an owner's expectation. What are they coming in? What are they for? What are their goals they want to accomplish? And then lastly, being on offense, not defense. You know, yes, this is an emotional thing we deal with chronic diseases, medicine, you know, the love of people's pets. Just really trying to be empathetic and understanding from an owner while also setting boundaries. So a little different take on the podcast, but just something that I think I've lectured before on, but just kind of really we're in the business of people. You hear that all the time, right? You go in thinking, oh, I'm going to deal with animals, but you deal with a lot of people, which I love people, but it's just really important for us in these cases to not only know the medicine, know how to treat these cases, but also know perspective, communication, and how really to relate to our owners. 